0: Hey guys, bear Abraham here. So there's this concept that not a lot of us have heard before or probably heard it, but they don't really didn't, you know, really clarify what's going on. And today's episode, it's about the four days work week. And I have two amazing gentlemen here, Brian and Tony, and they're going to blow your mind around that concept. So look out for this episode and check it out.
1: Welcome. Two small biz tips with my connections with your host, Jule Bear Abraham, Abraham. where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. I'm here with Brian and Tony. These guys are legend. I can't wait to hear what they got to share with us today. How you guys doing?
1: Doing great.
2: Doing well.
0: Fantastic. Thank you again for taking time out your day, guys, to come here today. So uh, before we even go any further, I think it's important that the audience know a little bit more about each of you. So, Tony, maybe you can start to share a bit more about you, your business, what you guys do. And then after that, Brian, we definitely want to hear more about you as well.
2: Well, we are the Duby Associates about what you need to do in business to be successful. That's my area of expertise. I'm the recovering CPA being Mm. who you are as a leader. That's going to be Brian's expertise. I'm not going to poke into that at all. But when I was doing consulting, I always thought I needed some help Mm
0: -hmm. on
2: what people were doing because they wouldn't want to do it. And that's what really inspired me when I met Brian to meet him. We're about what you need to do in your business to be successful Mm. and what you need to be. Those are two separate roles. I'm the consultant and Brian, take it away.
1: And I'm the executive coach. Nice. Um, When, when, People know what they're supposed to be doing and aren't doing it. We need to work on their mindset. And mm. so that's where I focus my attention. You know, what are those gremlins that are getting in your way? How do you turn them into gurus to wow. lead you
0: on? Wow. that's that. Well, I'm excited already because it's so much questions that I have and I'm so curious about this. But before I even go any further, how did you guys meet? <laughs>
2: Take it away, Brian. Tony. Would you like to... okay? <laughs> we're both we're both graduates of Syracuse University, Go nice. Orange. And I was part of a, a board of New York alumni that were putting together a mentoring program for new alum. Mm-hmm. And we found Brian online. And when Brian came along, I had met many a coach, and he was the first coach that I really wanted to get to know better after he spoke. Because he grabbed it right away when he said, Well, if you're going to ask somebody to do something, Brian, I think I don't want to plagiarize here. I don't want to. You. Don't want to <laughs> if you're going to ask somebody to do something,
1: what, do you, what, what are they going to stop doing? What are they going to stop doing so that they have the time to take on this new set of responsibilities?
0: Wow. That's an aha moment for me right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm being coached as well. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, we so, can do that
2: afterwards if you like there. <laughs> you know.
0: Definitely, definitely. So uh, um, now, um, so you guys met, right? H- how did the business come about? Like, you know, where does Do be came from? So I'm,
1: I'm going to pick this up a, a little bit and turn it back to Tony. One of the things, again, he, he was attracted to what he heard me saying in the workshop that I ran. He invited me to see him do a presentation, and uh, I was equally impressed, and We discovered very early on that one of the things that we shared in common um, was that we both believe that if we can reconnect business owners to the passion that they started with, to what really makes their heart sing, that they'll get through the tough stuff to bring their business to where they want it to
0: go. Mm. Wow. So, I'm, I'm, now I want to take it a step further, right? Uh, Brian, you handle mindset, and Tony, you you have a background in finance. That's a pretty interesting combination. You don't see that combination happening together. So when you guys first started, and you come up with that concept before you work with, tell us like what sparked that to say, okay, let's let's bring that together.
2: Well, to bring it together. You know, as Brian said, it's it's that vision, it's that passion. From the doing standpoint, I just look look at it and say, we have to find a reason for people to make changes. Mm. And once we find that reason, it's a whole lot easier. And that's what they're missing, what they don't have in their business. Um, and just before I get into the four-day work week, because you brought yeah. that up, you know, I just want to share with you how we came up with Doobie, because mm. um, a lot of people get a kick out of it. You know, what I love to say is when times get tough in business, it's Doobie time. And that <laughs> of our podcast. It's and that catchy. Is of our I podcast. like that. Okay. And and basically, I int- oh, go go ahead, sorry, to-
1: and I introduced <laughs> myself, I'm, I'm half a doobie.
2: People want to it. engage us much more frequently when you say it's a half a doobie, let me tell you. But anyway, it's really an organic concept. Mm-hmm. We were asked to speak at, at, for the first time for our first presentation together. Somebody said, well, give me a write up of what you, what you guys do. Brian wrote Tony is about what you need to do. He's the recovering CPA. He focuses on what's really going to improve your bottom line. Brian spoke about being, and he mentioned the things that he mentioned earlier. So I looked at Brian and I said, dude, we're the doobies. Uh He looked, he appeared a little incredulous at first. Like what? (laughs) But he has bought into it, and it's really very organic. It's about doing and being, and it doesn't get any more basic than that.
0: No, I think it's phenomenal because- as an entrepreneur, you, you have, you need both, you know, you got to do the work and you also, it's all mindset, which takes me to my next question to you, Brian, you mentioned mindset is crucial in the beginning as an entrepreneur, let's say you're just starting out or you've been in business for two, three years. What would you recommend that first son focused on when it comes to mindset to keep that mindset fresh?
1: I think what's important is don't lose focus of why you're in business Mm. um i i actually have a date time folder that i keep everything i'm going to be working on today and the front page says i am now attuned to the to my higher purpose in life if you can stay there you'll get through the tough times Um, and and so for me it's remember every day why you started this business. Keep the business working for you. Don't start working for the business.
0: Wow. Keep the business working for you. Don't stop working for the business. It takes me to you, Tony. I mean, people don't look at their numbers at all. (laughs) They're even scared of them. So what do we just say to an entrepreneur in that end? Well, we need to say to them, what information is
2: most important to you? I've had many a small business owner come up to me with a huge stack of monthly reports and with great pride say, this is what I get on a monthly basis. (laughs) They don't always read those reports. No. And I'm a big fan of the keeping it simple concept, the KISS concept. Mm -hmm. So if you're a business owner and you're afraid of the numbers, well, you have a bookkeeper for a reason, you have an accountant for a reason, but what are the most important numbers you need to see on a monthly basis to make your best decisions? I was just on the phone with a client this week and I said, what are the five most important things you want to know out of your financials? Is we, they're going over their brand new budget. With yeah, you. and this is I like Tony, how do we not get dragged into this? What are the five most important numbers? Mm. And then if you have a good budget, then you know if you're going right or wrong as yeah. you as you as you pursue and go through the year. Gotcha. So, so it's not that hard if you're willing to
0: to give in a little bit. Gotcha. So I'm curious, right? We- Doobie, you guys have the podcast and you guys working with businesses. Um, is, is it like a whole entity in itself and then you still have separate businesses or you guys, that's that's the whole focus, the podcast and the business together?
2: Brian, you want to take that or shall I? Go for it. <laughs> Basically, it's Doobie time. That's us. We're the Doobie Associates. We provide the consulting and the coaching. Sometimes someone will come along and only need consulting or maybe Hmm. some CFO help. That's something I'll provide. When it comes to somebody who just wants coaching and doesn't really want the process, the productivity and the structure that I can bring to a business, that's all for Brian. So that's how it breaks apart through the natural process of being the doobies.
0: Gotcha. So we're taking to my next questions. Um, When it comes to Providing that to someone, you guys came up with a concept that I thought was pretty cool that I don't hear a lot about, the four-day work week concept. How did that start? Like, what what happened? Did the client came in, you guys said, or something? Like, what really created that concept? Because I thought that was fascinating.
2: I think over the years, I had seen it. I cannot identify where I saw it um, definitively. But about two years ago brian and i were sitting in a room with some people come trying to come up with an idea to differentiate ourselves
0: uh-huh.
2: and we were in front of some other folks and i said the four-day work week then i looked at brian and said let's keep that one to ourselves <laughs> then a gen- now i have google alerts set on my own yeah you know, i read something about the four-day work week every day wow a great book was published at the beginning of 2020 and I, I think he considers himself the godfather or the grandfather of the four-day week concept as it's reaching across the globe now. That's Andrew Barnes. Andrew Barnes, a perpetual guardian. Mm-hmm. So that's where it came from. But we had we had it before that book came out, but I'm not sure right. where I heard it, but it's been around. Actually, I think Richard Nixon's purportedly said it huh. in, in the 60s. Wow. Well,
1: I go back to the 60s. And um, in the early days of, computers where we were walking around with stacks of key punch cards the conversation was about what are we going to do with that extra day of the week because computers are going to make our lives so much simpler and quicker so the concept has been around for a while um but building on what tony said um, not only did we come up with this idea as a differentiator and say, let's keep it to ourselves, we actually trademarked it at the end of 2019 wow. uh, with the intention of launching a program last spring. Needless to say, COVID thought that it was more important than the four-day work week last spring. <laughs> and so we're beginning to roll the program out now.
0: T- tell us more about that. I'm curious to hear about that program. You know, where is it right now? What stage is in it? You know, have anybody been trained around that? What's going on? Yeah, we're curious to hear more details. Well, from the
2: program itself, we have our own set of tools that we have developed.
0: Gotcha. And
2: from reading what different folks do, and by the way, Andrew Barnes is going to be appearing on our podcast at Student Time in the very near future. So we're really excited to have him on. And what we've put together is our program of what's necessary. And it really does align with a lot of the things that we read about that some other folks are talking about but it's it starts with your employees and mm. your culture it's not something where you come in and say okay everybody we're switching to a four-day work week we're not compressing you know we're not compressing all their time into to, to four days it's about do the employees want it mm. are they going to buy into it and now how do we get our work done more efficiently Mm. Studies have shown most employees are disengaged 30% of the time at a minimum. Studies have shown there is so much wasted time in an uh-huh. office setting where people are together. The, the lockdown has showed us that people can be productive at home Yeah, and they can be more productive, even though much of the workforce due to the pandemic has been over as has overemployed or overworked. Brian, yeah. did you want to? I'm going to shut up now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, as, as Tony said, there are really a number of components. First of all, we are not going for a literal four days. For some companies and some business owners, it might be going from six to five. Um, ah. It might be going from five to three. Um, the, the question really is, how can you effectively serve your climate, clients or customers, your employees, and your business while claiming more of the time in your life for the rest of your life.
0: Wow. So you guys, with, with that concept, you know, I'm sure you've spoken in, with a lot of different business owners and also their team members. What has been the feedback? Like, what, what are you getting from them? Is that something people seem interested in? What was some of the mindset thing that goes Well, I'll (laughs) I'll, I'll
1: give you one mindset and then I'll I'll hand it over to Tony. Um, Two older brothers running the accounting firm that their father had started uh, and really not liking being in accounting, but getting up close to the age of retirement. Mm -hmm. And they had no interest because Mm -hmm. they love to come into work on Saturday mornings and sit around and eat donuts and bagels with the rest of the team so again it really begins with mindset um you know if your mindset is just about working and hanging out with with the guys and the gals at the office yeah. this is not for you um on the other hand you know kickstarter for example just a week or two ago announced that they're going with it next mm. year tony
2: nice first time I mentioned a four-day work week to a a networking group of business owners I felt like they wanted to throw me out of the room that was about (laughs) what is this guy talking about (laughs) okay but now when we tell people about it they they have a a reaction similar to yours they get excited about it and we've got a number of uh, prospects going hmm how could that work for us So, so I think the lockdown and the fact that employees or you know, potential employees, job seekers are looking for more business owners are now opening their mind to the concept of, hmm, you know, there's been so much written about what it could do for the environment, cutting yeah. down on the travel time, people, you know, people working. We've talked, you know, Andrew Barnes said it in his company and a number of companies uh, that have brought it on Awin, a global affiliated marketing network. Mm -hmm. Perpetual Guardian, CMG Technologies, a UK metal molding company, have switched to four days and they said their productivity has stayed the same. Mm. Their employees are now living a fuller life and the work is still getting done.
0: Uh, Is it right for everyone?
2: I think it's I think each company it really starts at the top.
0: Gotcha. But I mean it's also the timing, right? If you're a startup company, you bootstrap, you're trying to get things moving. 40 work week may not be the right fit for you but if you're an established company and you have a team and you're trying to enhance the culture then 40 work week might be a good start for you how do you, how would like a business owner introduce this to their team and say hey we're going to be doing this 40 work week do they bring you guys in to help them and teach them and walk them through or what's that what's that process there
1: well the, again i'm going to kick it off and hand it over to tony they start, we actually have a complimentary assessment and conversation uh, mm-hmm. with them, the assessments on our uh, Doobie Associates website. Um, and and the assessment is really looking at, is this right for you? Is it right for your employees? Is it right for your business? And and we use that information to start the dialogue. Um, and then if they think it's right, as Tony said, we have a toolkit, we have a program and, and over time we walk them through it. This is not a flip the switch. Yeah. Tony?
2: Yeah, what we've, what we've found is that um, what, looking online, some people say, oh, I announced, we announced that we're gonna to go to a four day work week and nothing else. And then <laughs> another company came along and they said it beautifully. Sure, there were some, some difficulties along the way. Andrew Barnes likes to call it a trial. You're trying this and see if it's Mm -hmm. going to work. And you've got to start, do your employees want to make the change? Because just because the owner, the key shareholders, the the stakeholders want to change to a four-day work week, doesn't mean it's going to work. Like a perfect example of this is Google just announced, oh, all our employees have to work three days in the office, two Mm -hmm. days out of the office. They thought they were doing the greatest thing in the world. The employees are like, you never asked us. Mm. you never asked our opinion and that's that's, huge okay the employees if they've bought into it and they think they can do it then you've got a possibility doing if you have if you have a class of people like i had in that room full of business owners that day perceptions reality you're not going to do it and then lastly can your customers will your customers be serviced correctly Mm -hmm. sufficiently on a four-day work week. That's the first place you really have to start when you take issue of what we have and can we change over to this. Customers.
1: Yeah, just as one example. um, Now, Andrew Barnes is financial services firm. And we've talked to owners of financial services firms who say, it'll never work for me because I have to be available to my customers seven days a week.
0: That's interesting. So it's perception. It's, belief, yeah, it's a belief it system that starts at the top. It has to be throughout the organization. And I mean, I think you got to ask the customers, you know, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's the changes. You're still going to be serviced. Maybe within the organization, you have the 40 work week might be some part of the team is Mondays to Thursday. Another part of the team might be Tuesday to Friday, you know? So that way the customer is still satisfied. They know they're being serviced. So do you think when it comes to the top leadership, right? Because it has to be something, it's all mindset related. If they don't have an open mind to it, they've been doing things a certain way for 20, 30 years, it's hard to make that shift. So Brian, how have you been able to, to help them see that that could benefit their business?
1: First of all, to, Tony's the numbers guy. <laughs> and, and again, as he said, he's collecting and has collected data from around the world, around mm-hmm. maintaining, improving productivity, reducing overhead, um, employee engagement, inc- employee satisfaction, um, and employee retention, all of those kinds of numbers that are important to a business owner. And coming back to one of the, the early points we made, you know, Ms. Business Owner, Mr. Business Owner, are you
0: living the life that you went into business that's live. the question that's the question you got to ask you know and 90% of people are gonna tell you no <laughs> so you know and being yep. able to show that to them will probably be the way to get them to see the value of what can do because that can change a whole business you know from increasing retention to really enhance the overall culture so you have better people Wow I mean it just Tony,
1: Give the example of the, the financial services firm that we worked with.
2: Oh, the one you mean the, the one that we were more successful with than the ones who wanted to eat pastries on Fridays? Yeah. I mean Saturdays. <laughs> yes, okay. the big win. Let's hear it. Well, the first thing the business owner did was, you know, he knew what his vision and dream was. And we asked him, Do you know what your key employees' visions are? Mm. Do, you, do you know where they want to go? And he actually took them all out to lunch uh-huh. and he dug in and he found out what they wanted. Now I work, this, this financial services firm actually is, I'm their client. Yeah, And I've never been happier with anybody working for me <laughs> from a financial perspective. And you could just tell that they're more engaged, uh-huh. you know, they're happier. And he started with that. They're, they're interested in the four-day work week, but they said to us, we're in serious growth mode right now. We're not sure if we can do it. Mm. So, you know, you asked earlier, if you're a startup company, is it yeah. right for you? And I think timing is important too. But when we're talking to a key manager who says on a, on a Saturday, they still have to devote six hours to work after they've gotten back from a trip. The question is, well, what could have been put in place so you didn't have to do that?
0: Yeah, what that's systems? part of the
2: process of getting towards a four-day work week. If you don't get to the four-day work week, we guarantee you, you're going to have a more productive business,
0: and you're going to have more free time to decide with what you want to do with it. So that financial service firm, how long did it take them to to progress to that plan? Uh, six months a year still again, in process. process yeah oh i'm just, go ahead brian i'm sorry I, I was going to say again we're just kicking off
1: so gotcha
0: so still 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 a process coming along. still
1: but building on on the, the piece of the case that that tony was talking about um by sitting down one-on-one with each of his employees he significantly grew his business again mm. and and you know they're they're our plateaus in business, and plateaus are a good thing, yeah. They give you a ch- chance to rest and and plan and prepare to move, the climb next up move. the next piece of the mountain. Um, the problem with plateaus is too many people put their roots down and decide that's where they're
0: <laughs> staying. We get too comfortable. I'm, I'm curious to hear more about that. I mean, you, you're in a state where you're dealing with, you know, if certain business owners, let's say their main goal was okay, I want to do five million a year. Now they're doing five million a year. And they may want to do 10, but they're getting really comfortable at five, right? Would you say they need to go back and think about why they start the business or should they reevaluate what their primary why was? Because it may not be as strong as to get them to 10.
1: If all they want is to grow to 10 so that they can say they have a $10 million business, they're never going to get there. Mm. Because... The skills that got them to five will not get them to 10. The drive that got them to five is not there to get them to 10. Wow. So it's really about examining why
0: is this the goal? It's not just having a why. It's really the why behind the why. <laughs> well,
1: very quickly, Joubert, um, there's there's more to it. Uh, neuroscience and, and different neuroscientists will use different language, but we actually have three fully functioning brains. There's the head brain, there's a the cardiac or heart brain, and there's an enteric or gut brain. The why is in your heart. If you hmm. don't have the passion to live into that goal, if it's, I really want a five, $10 million business now. Hmm. Um, when those obstacles get in the way, you're, well, maybe seven and a half is a good number. Maybe I should be
2: happy with five and a quarter. Wow. You know, what, one of my most successful clients, when I met him, I asked him in order to make the financial statements more readable and more worthwhile for him, should I put them in units of Ferraris? <laughs> His dream was to race cars and own a Ferrari. And he was going to grow his business until he could do that. Yeah. Now he wants to race more and do more of that.
0: So and he got the Ferrari.
2: <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, I <laughs> love it. And he's, <laughs> he's racing. And, and that's where, you know, when, when Brian and I work with businesses, the ones who are most willing to make changes, they have the goal in mind and they're not taking their eyes off the goal and they know what Ooh. they want. They're clear. Now you said something earlier, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you. Most 90% of business owners will tell us that they're not living the life they want. Mm. They won't tell us that takes a little time, you know, it, to, um, a lot of business owners want to accept, want to believe this is reality. Mm. And this is what it's supposed to be. Brian, you, you know, you may remember our friend in public relations. Don't know doesn't everybody work seven days a week yeah. <laughs> along with their HR person next to them all that time. Yeah, I don't
0: think so. <laughs> but he accepted it. Wow. Didn't want to change. So he created his own reality. We yes, all do. We yeah. all do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, guys, this was amazing. Uh, I've learned so much. I mean, the three brain concept, I never heard of that. So this is this is pretty awesome. So to finish up, what is one tip that you would like to share with any business owners? Either the person just starting out, you know, with... Uh, startup company or the person running that 10 million or 20 million dollar business one tip from each of
1: you (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go back to something i said earlier javert yeah um never lose sight of the why Mm. and and i will add to that and with that why in your heart listen to your head and your gut as well
2: and now from my point of view yeah what what are you working with now take stock this is what's worked for you up until now Mm -hmm. brian has just said it where do you want to take it is this the vehicle or does it have to change is this the means to what you want to accomplish or does it have to change and that's where you really have to do that old-fashioned swot analysis strengths Mm -hmm. weaknesses opportunities threats but you really have to take stock what are we working with Will this Mm -hmm. take us there? I was speaking to a business owner yesterday. He said, you know, I got to this point. I wanna sell this business. He goes, I can't sell it. All the value is me. Mm. I wanna grow a management team and I wanna grow people so I can walk away someday and it runs without me. But right now it relies entirely on me. Mm -hmm. He knows he must make some changes and and we're gonna be talking with him about that very soon.
0: Fantastic. Guys, thank you again for your time. How do people reach you if they want to listen to the podcast? They want to reach out for some consulting from you guys. How do they contact you? The podcast
1: is available on Apple, Google, most of the major podcast platforms. It's also on our website, which is dubiassociates.com. I am Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at dubiassociates.com. That's D-O-B-E
2: associates.com. And I am Tony at do-beassociates.com. And keep in mind the name of the podcast, it's Doobie Time. That's doobie all you time, have to baby. look for once you got onto your, onto your podcast media. Because, folks, when times get tough in business, it's Doobie Time.
0: All right, guys, thank you again. Hello, everyone. Check out It's Doobie Time. I love it. Thank you again for coming on, and we are out.
1: Thanks for listening to Small Biz Tips. For more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.